0: you leave anywhere from 14 to 16 hours for fasting Mm -hmm. and when you are in that 14 to 16 hour fasted state your cholesterol comes down your blood sugar comes down your fasting insulin will come down all the damage that a poor diet will do it actually will rebalance it because you gave it enough time right you Mm -hmm. gave it enough time for the body to be able to recover and repair.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to The Pursuit here at the show. We're in the pursuit of helping you getting your best body, mind, spirit, and life. And today, I'm so excited to have Dr. Mindy Pels with me today. I know a lot of you, if you follow anyone in the health space, you're probably already following her. If you're not, I bet you within five minutes, you're going to want to right away. I've uh, recently, over the last few months, become aware of Dr. Mindy and just everything she shares is unbelievable. So she is, give you a bit of background, she's a best-selling author, speaker, a fascinating fasting expert. I know she's on a big mission right now uh, to help a million people get a million people fasting. I was looking at your YouTube earlier today, by the way, and I think you already got over 300,000 subscribers just on that alone. She's got over 15 million views on YouTube. And she's also got her own, uh, she's a founder of a biohacking center in, uh, I think the Bay Area is where you are. And and just to give you an idea, guys, she's worked with Olympic athletes, Academy award-winning actors, Silicon Valley CEOs, professional musicians, and then tons of everyday people like most of us too, and just changing a lot of lives. So Dr. Mindy, thanks for taking some time with us.
0: Oh, thank you, Ben. I'm really excited to be here.
1: <laughs> Me too. It's one I've been really looking forward to it. Uh, we were talking a little bit before everybody, but I I really started getting into fasting just this year it has made a dramatic difference in my life. And so I can't wait to have Dr. Mindy sharing stuff with you today. So let's, um, let's jump right into it. I, I know the conversation today a lot in health is metabolic health. And so, two-part question but if we could dive into it can you explain to us what is metabolic health and why is it so important
0: yeah well let's start with the why it's important and why everybody's talking about it because you gave me a good little endorphin rush when you told me everybody's talking about it because that's what i'm trying to do is get people to talk about it so metabolic, the what we're learning about metabolic health that's so timely is that if you have poor metabolic health, you are immune compromised. It leads to a poor functioning immune system. So metabolic health has bubbled up to the surface as this conversation around what can we do to keep our immune system strong in the years of this pandemic. Right. So I think that's why it's so timely. That's why it's right on the on the front of everybody's mind, and it's a great question to ask. So when you when you dive into what metabolic health health is at the base of metabolic health it means that you are managing your blood sugar appropriately so you don't have high blood sugar uh, i mean most people don't have low blood sugar but you're 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 not insulin resistant Um, Under the category of what makes somebody metabolically unhealthy is everything from uh, diabetes to obesity to cardiovascular disease. All of these conditions, high blood pressure, cholesterol high, all of that is being at the the root of it is mismanaged blood sugar. (laughs) Too much blood sugar swimming through the body. Causing cellular damage, leading to obesity, leading to organs not working right. I mean, the the list is vast. Hmm. So this is why it's it's coming to the surface. Is we are seeing that so many people are metabolically unhealthy.
1: Yeah, and I've I've heard. Thanks for sharing that. I've heard that to just with that idea of of our I think it all ties in together about our insulin levels and how much that is linked to inflammation in the body too is it not
0: Yeah so so here's the most simple way to understand this is when you eat your blood sugar goes up and the foods you eat determine how high that blood sugar goes Right within 2 hours that blood sugar should come back down to normal to where it was before the meal What's happening is that's not happening to people. So they eat and their their cells don't know how to regulate the blood sugar. So it finds all this extra blood sugar and it starts to store it in tissues. So it stores it as fat. It stores it in the liver. Alzheimer's is stored stored, uh, glucose in the brain. So what we're seeing is that many of the diseases that are on the rise are just because people, after they eat a meal, their blood sugar is not coming back down. So the body just packs it away somewhere else. That to me is the most simple way to understand metabolic health. You should bring that blood sugar down after a meal within two hours. If that's not happening, you're setting yourself up for metabolic failure.
1: And, and what's, the, what's the primary cause of that? What's leading that people, their blood sugar is not coming down in that two hours?
0: Oh yeah, do you have four hours? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is where I really am gonna come in strong because I feel like we need to understand this. Um, our food system, is horrific. And what we are putting in our food right now from the bad oils to chemicals to sugar, everything that is going into our food, and we are allowing it to sit in our grocery store, so much of that is causing our blood sugar to go out of balance. Mm. So Newsweek just put out a big article two weeks ago um, saying on the cover article was is ultra processed foods, are ultra processed foods killing us Mm. on the cover of Newsweek. And when you go in and you look at the article, basically what they say is it's a high fat, high sugar diet, high carbohydrate diet with a lot of toxins. And your cells don't know how to use all of that trashy food. So it stores it in all of these organs contributing to poor metabolic, uh, contributing to disease in general. Mm. So the number one thing is it's quality of food. It's quality of food. We got to go back to nature's food. We got to stop eating the toxins. We got to eat the right fats. That is the first step really. And then, I mean, fasting has a whole nother path to accelerate the healing from this trashy diet, but our food system is literally killing us.
1: Wow. Yeah. I've, I've been hearing lots too about it. So I know you mentioned it too, but just even um, bad oils and seed oils and, and how, I mean, that's in almost everything processed yeah. anyways, right? Everything. Yeah. It's hard
0: to, I mean, this is what kills me. is Even with the education that I have, when I go into a grocery store, I got to read the ingredients. I got to look at everything. I mean, you're best off just getting food that doesn't have a label right you know, stay with your fruits your vegetables your meats like yeah. get away from the labels because the minute they have to put a label on something now they can hide all kinds of ingredients in there
1: right right yeah no that makes lots of sense okay so that's uh that's the primary cause i guess i mean things that are getting in the way for sure so simple fix is start paying attention to what's the quality of the food that you're eating yeah let's yep. Let's jump into fasting. So where does fasting play into this and why? And I, I got lots yeah. of questions on this. So, but,
0: okay, yeah. so the, the most exciting research, and there's a ton of it that we can look at, um, is showing that when you eat you, this meal, let's just take this high sugar, high fat, trashy meal. If you eat it within eight to 10 hours, you compress all that food into eight to 10 hours in a day, you leave anywhere from 14 to 16 hours for fasting. Mm -hmm. And when you are in that 14 to 16 hour fasted state, your cholesterol comes down, your blood sugar comes down, your fasting insulin will come down, all the damage that a poor diet will do, it actually will rebalance it because you gave it enough time, right? You Mm -hmm. gave it enough time for the body to be able to recover and repair. If you take that same trashy diet Mm -hmm. and you eat it throughout your whole day, never allowing your body to go into this repair state, you build disease. Same diet, just different timing.
1: Wow. So even, I know you just said this, but just if everybody caught that, even just if you kept eating crappy food, your body's going to balance it out so much more.
0: Yep, exactly. And, you know, if we tie it in, I'm just going to go back. I know everybody's tired of talking about immunity, but I think it's important to understand that, Right now at this moment in history, we need a tool that everybody can use. Mm. So when we look at the food conversation, one of the challenges that we have is that you know not like, I don't know, I don't know how it is in Canada, but by us, it, in America to eat healthy costs you money. Right. So it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do with the person who's working two jobs, doesn't have the resources to eat, the to buy the right healthy foods? How are we going to get them metabolically healthy? And that's where this compressing the eating window will chain will be transformative to the world's health.
1: Hmm. Amazing. I think that's so great. Um one of the things we were talking about beforehand that I really want you to jump into is you brought up the term metabolic switching. So how fasting is important, but the in-between that as well. Can you, can you expand on that?
0: Yeah, so here, here's the way I look at it. You, What I would do is take your 24 hour period that you live every single day and create little like um, containers. There is a time period in which you're gonna eat. And I call that your eating window. And there's a time period in which you're gonna fast now if you've never fasted before you've probably only fasted maybe seven eight hours when you sleep so and that's the other thing when i throw these numbers out here you do get to use sleep as part of your fasting time Mm -hmm. so but what happens is that what uh if you can take that 24 hours and say when i fast i'm healing that's great but then let's now, this is an elevated conversation from what I just said. But when, when I'm eating, I could be healing too. And we call that metabolic switching, where we use our fasting window for, for healing. And the term, the scientific term is autophagy. You right. will stimulate autophagy when you fast. And then when I move into eating, I can actually use food for healing. So let me give you a couple examples. The great Please. way to, to look at this is the microbiome. So all the research on your gut bacteria shows that when you fast, you change your gut microbiome. So you can any, if you've been on antibiotics, if you have had a lot of stress, if you know that you've not been kind to your gut, when you fast, you can repair that, which is amazing. But the science also shows once you stop fasting, that repair stops. But you if you when you move into your eating window if you start eating foods that feed the good bacteria mm. you can make sure that you continue to grow these good bacteria and support the healthy environment you created with fasting so that is what we call metabolic switching where you're healing in a in a fasted state and you're healing in an eating state as well and you're putting two great principles together the the other example that I use a lot is that the reason every diet has ever failed is because all we've done with dieting is we've tried to control what we call the sugar burner energy system. This is the system in which your body will start to create energy from the foods you eat, but you have two two energy systems you have a fat burning energy system and you have a sugar burner burner energy system so every diet you've ever been on if you are not trying to go after that fat burner energy system then you are not you're missing out on a whole way of losing weight so we call that metabolic shift switching where you eat and you fat and then you fast and you switch in and out of these two energy systems. The only way to get connected to your fat burning energy system is through fasting. So what the idea that the that humans should be doing is eating high quality food longer periods of fasting, allowing us to metabolically switch in and out of these two healing states.
1: Okay. Amazing. Um, I know everybody's wondering when you talked about that. When you start eating, you can also begin the healing. So, give us really quickly. I don't we want all. What are a couple of the things they could start eating that are going to help their microbiome? When, when, well, they uh, yeah.
0: So, I'm a big fan of what we call the three P's. Okay. So, polyphenol, probiotic, and prebiotic foods. So, these are foods that feed your gut bacteria. You have about 40 over 4,000 different species of bacteria that live in your gut, and they make neurotransmitters that keep you happy. Uh, They support a healthy immune system. They break down your food and turn it into vitamins and minerals. These these are hardworking little bugs in your gut. Mm -hmm. So when we fast, we're helping create an environment where they can thrive. And then when we eat, we want to feed them these three peas. So polyphenol foods are great foods. These are like olives, uh, wine, you know, not that you want to start downing a ton of wine to feed your microbiome, but organic, biodynamic wine can be really helpful. Dark chocolate. Dark chocolate's really high in polyphenols, a lot of spices, a lot of nuts and seeds. Uh, Probiotic foods are like sauerkraut, kimchi, a lot of the fermented foods. Mm. And then prebiotic foods are like anything with fiber. So these are like your leeks, your asparagus, um, even garlic, onions. There are also chia seeds, hemp seeds. There's a whole Mm. list of them. Mm. But if you follow up a fast with feeding these micro, your microbiome, these three Ps, um, you're really moving into another total level of health.
1: Hmm. Um, I get a question about that. I'm curious about that because I've, uh, what, what, I'm have i curious your thoughts on even people, if they're taking, say, a, a prebiotic fiber, like a cashew gum and you know, that kind of stuff. What, what are your thoughts around that?
0: Yeah, I I mean, I think they're all really great if they're doing well for you. People who have like SIBO, they get really bloated after prebiotic fibers. They have to be careful. But, you know, here's here. You want a mind blowing fact. We actually in our community oftentimes will use prebiotic fibers and have people drink it or take a supplement in their fasting window because it feeds the microbiome and it kills hunger. So sometimes you're hungry, not because you need food. You're hungry because your bacteria are trying to get right. you to eat. Right. So if you feed them these prebiotic fibers, now they have food and the hunger turns off.
1: Understood. And does that break the fast if they do that?
0: That what breaks a fast is when your blood sugar elevates. Okay. So, and it usually needs to elevate about 10 points. So it shouldn't break a fast. It it really shouldn't.
1: Hmm. Okay. Um, Depends what
0: you put it with, you know. Like if it's yeah. with a, a drink that has like juice in it, yeah, it's gonna. But if it's a legit supplement, it's not gonna break your fast.
1: Not gonna break the fast. Yeah. Okay. That makes. I got a million questions I could ask you. I know we don't have all day, but yeah, no, <laughs> it's
0: fascinating, right? It when is. You, and and here's the thing, Ben is the like the more I research this and then yeah. apply it to hundreds of thousands of people, right. what I realize is oh my God, this is how we're supposed to eat. Our hunter-gatherer communities Mm -hmm. did this. They didn't have access to food all the time. So they had to go and figure, they had to rely on this fat-burning energy system. They had everything they did, we should probably try to do now because our modern life has just killed our metabolic health.
1: I think so. I feel like too, one of the things I've been thinking about recently is just how much we've been programmed to eat in, you know, not a healthy way in what we eat, when we eat, just even the idea. I remember for for years up until recently, I was so convinced because of what I heard growing up that, you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You gotta eat right when you get up. And I thought people were crazy when they're I'm gonna I'm gonna skip breakfast. And now what we know with that, but but even to this idea of, okay, well, it's 12 o'clock, I need to eat lunch versus I, I don't know, I think the more I've done this, I just eat when I'm hungry. And
0: <laughs> Amen, yes, exactly. That's exactly right. Like why, so, okay, let's let's go to breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I sure. think everybody needs to know this, is that in the 1970s, I was I was born in 69. So I, I was raised in the 70s and cereal was huge. And so Kellogg's came out with cornflakes and they had to find a way to promote it. So they came up with a tagline, breakfast is the most important meal of the day and now here we are in 2021 still believing this mm. and it was an advertisers gimmick to sell a product that we have never undone i have i spend hours every week in research really trying to understand the research on all of this i cannot find anything that supports breakfast is the most important meal of the day mm. so that's the first thing i would i would say the second thing is that you once you start to get in the rhythm of eating in a compressed time period, what you'll find is your hunger goes away. Mm -hmm. And so now what do you do when it's noon and your brain says, oh, it's noon, you should eat lunch. Like you have to, it's a great opportunity to go, well, but I'm not hungry. So maybe you could keep fasting a little longer or maybe you delayed right. an hour, but we've been programmed. It's noon. Let's eat lunch. It's, I, for, I eat when I get up in the morning, like all of these things have been programmed into us working against our biological design.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go back a sec. I'm curious. So I think some people listening, so say, okay. I'm going to start fasting. Say they're not right now. I know a lot of people listening already do this. Um, but what are some of the things that you said so you talked about how um it uh, if it if it doesn't uh, when it elevates blood sugar it's gonna break your fast so what are some things you could have during fasting
0: it's a great yeah it's a great uh question and it i feel like i ha- i spend so many hours every week it, on social media helping people understand that because it's a very 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 common question so so let's make it simple yeah um Anything that raises your blood sugar is going to take you out of a fasted state. So let's go with your morning cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. For most people, a black cup of coffee is not going to raise your blood sugar. So for most people. Mm -hmm. Now, when you put a creamer in there, maybe Mm -hmm. you put a creamer like that has some toxic ingredients. Maybe it has uh, sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Now there's a large chance that it will spike your blood sugar hmm. um, and will pull you out of a fasted state. So you could say, you know, I it, everybody wants the black and white answer. Right. But when somebody says to me, does coffee pull me out of a fasted state, the first question to ask is what do you put in your coffee? right Now, if you, what became really popular in the fasting world is putting butter in your coffee, yeah. putting MCT oil in your coffee. Yeah. And this actually is not a bad fasting hack because fat normally will either stabilize your blood sugar or what we see is a, for a lot of people is it actually lowers their blood sugar. Really? So if in that place, actually it becomes a tool to help you stay in your fasted uh, uh, window a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, mct oil actually will go up to the brain and kill hunger so a lot of people will find that they need their cup of coffee to be able to elongate their fast now the last thing on the coffee thing that i will say is that we're all individual and this is the thing that we really have to start to embrace when it comes to diet and healthcare. care yeah. um, so you want to test it and there's a very simple test okay. you get a, a blood sugar reader you take, test the, what your blood sugar is at, drink your drink, drink your cup of coffee, do what, what it is that you need to do uh, or that you do in your morning time. And then a half an hour later, take another reading. Okay. If those two numbers are less than 10 points difference, it kept you in a fasted state. So that way you can make this a bio individual for you.
1: Wow. That's really good. I think on that note, too, is um, I've, uh, I haven't experimented with this myself, but I've certainly heard from friends of mine that have that because everybody's going to be slightly different, um, even different foods will do that in different people, right? You know, right. You know, this yeah. fruit may raise a person's blood sugar by this, but another person may only raise it by X yep. as an
0: example. Well, let's go back to the microbiome con- right. concept. Okay. We all, so we're 10 times more bacteria than we are human cells. And these bacteria, and ninety percent of these bacteria live in your gut. So you have bacteria everywhere, but ninety percent of them are in your gut. So what these bacteria do is they will regulate your blood sugar. So when you eat, it's good that it goes into your stomach, goes into your intestine, and now your body, these bacteria are trying to regulate blood sugar so you don't end up with this excess. So that that, knowing that that excess is going to be stored somewhere. Now let's take somebody who's been on a round of antibiotics. One round of antibiotics destroys your microbiome by 90%. So if you don't have that right bacterial balance, and now you drive through McDonald's, and you eat, not to pick on McDonald's, but sure. I'll pick on McDonald's, yeah. uh, you, you eat uh, a meal at McDonald's, if you're missing the bacteria that will balance your blood sugar, it's, you're going to get a spike in blood sugar and it's going to be stored as fat so much quicker. Hmm. So this microbiome, it, it, it's, it is definitely the new frontier. When we, when we say metabolic health is being talked about a lot, Metab- uh, microbiome and its relationship to the uh, our metabolism and our balancing of the blood sugar, that's the new wave everybody's talking about.
1: Wow. Yeah. Um, amazing. That's amazing. So I want to go back to that idea of butter, MCTO, kind of like the bulletproof coffees. Yeah. In, in a lot of people, you said it actually lowers their blood sugar.
0: Yeah. Most. Yeah. So there was a new study. I just actually put it out on um, my YouTube channel, and it there there's a new term that's being talked about called a fasted snack. Okay. And I really like this because I've been I've seen it in my own individual clients. I've seen it in my community where sometimes if somebody has like a little bit of nut butter. Um, maybe the MCT oil in the coffee, uh, maybe they have an avocado, something that's very, very fat dense Mm -hmm. that it doesn't raise their blood sugar and it keeps them in a fasted state. Hmm. So I think that we, again, this is why you've got to test it and understand what works for you. But for most people, that MCT oil in the coffee, to your point is It, it just helps them fast longer and it's okay. And if you're brand new to fasting, you know, don't suffer through the first couple of weeks. Use a tool like that.
1: Right. Yeah. I know when I first started everybody too, when I had just read uh, Fast This Way by by Dave Asprey, this was February this year. And so I started really getting into Bulletproof Coffee and, and it did really help me because I wasn't used yeah. to it. I was used to getting up, you know, about an hour later I would eat, but then I started doing that and it was so easy to not eat until 11 o'clock, you know, that morning or, or noon even sometimes. Yeah. Um, but what I noticed I'm, uh, is as I continue to do, I just, I almost never have it now and n- never feel hungry until, right. you know? Yeah.
0: So, and so let's explain why that is. Cause I think this is the thing that's so exciting about fasting and then all the little tools that we can use. The more you fast, the more you go into this metabolic switching where yeah. you're, you're moving in and out of sugar burner and fat burner, the easier it gets. So think about every other diet you've ever been on. It it actually gets harder with time. Sure. Yeah, You need more willpower. Right. That's not this. This yeah. actually gets easier with time. You're able to go in and out of these two states with a lot a lot more ease, killing hunger, improving energy, because you're literally working in design of your body. Your body wants you to treat it this way.
1: Yeah, I think it's so good. I, I One of the things I love about what you're teaching is that everybody listening it doesn't matter what diet you follow how you eat anything like that you can start with this yeah get your eight to ten hour eating window and you're you're going to see results right your body is going to start to and you know that idea of autophagy too i I remember hearing once of just you know if you get kind of like a stomach bug or something like that innately you're not hungry you don't want to you don't want to eat for a while right and your body what's it doing i mean it's cleansing the cells i think that's what's going on anyways
0: So autophagy is, let's dive into that for a moment, because this is a concept that I think people can really benefit from understanding. So autophagy is when the cells sense that the blood sugar is not going up. It's go, It's either staying the same for a consistent period of time, or it's going down what they will what those cells will do is they'll trigger a healing process called autophagy and in autophagy what happens is you the the intelligence in that cell will look around the cell and it will start to repair that cell Mm -hmm. so it repairs proteins it repairs the mitochondria that make you energy it will start to repair dna Mm -hmm. like there's so much repair that that happens with autophagy and there's a lot of ways we can stimulate autophagy but the uh like we you do it when you sleep you're you're stimulating autophagy when you sleep you stimulate it when you exercise but it's actually fasting that is going to stimulate it the deepest, mm. and the, the research shows that it's somewhere between seventeen to seventy two hours where a autoph- uh, when autophagy of uh, fasting where autophagy kicks in. Okay. Now let's go to the to the innate why when we have a, a cold we want to fast. It's because our intelligence in our body knows that if it's a bacteria, a virus, whatever pathogen that comes into our body, if it goes into a cell that's in a state of autophagy, it cannot replicate. So really? if that same bacteria or virus goes into a cell that is in a state of sugar burning burning, yeah. it yeah. will give it momentum and energy and it will replicate in your body. Wow. And, and this study was actually done on uh the most recent one I saw, they did in October 2020 on COVID. They showed, and you could apply this to any virus. Sure. What they showed was that if COVID came into a sugar burner cell, it replicated. And if it came into an autophagy cell, a fat burner cell, it actually shut down replication. Now, I actually tried this. I had, I had mild COVID a couple mm-hmm. months ago. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got it, I was like, okay, well, let me fast. Mm-hmm. And so I fasted. It was literally been like, like a mild fever. I had no cough. I was, you know, obviously quarantined at home. But if I didn't know COVID was such a big deal... I, I would have worked right through it. It was just like a little mild cold. But hmm. what I did is I put my body in autophagy so it could shut down that replication and give my immune system a chance to heal and repair and, and go after it.
1: That's so amazing. I had uh, okay. um, about, I guess it, yeah, it'd be about a year ago, I'd had COVID too. And, and I, I didn't, I wasn't aware of what I was doing, but I would have been fasting at the time for a lot yeah. of it and very mild symptoms. Very mild symptoms.
0: Yeah. And I, the cool thing is we have this really awesome community across all of our social media platforms, like hundreds of thousands of people. And I tell people, hey, put your put your comments. Tell right. me how you did this. And I uh, thousands, thousands of people have said same thing you just said. Same thing I'm saying. I had covid. Uh, I went into fasting. It was very mild. I've had mothers say my whole household has covid and I didn't get it at all and I've been fasting and they don't fast. Hmm. It's, it's crazy. Hmm.
1: Um, that actually brings me to a question I had. I, I don't know uh, the answer to this at all, if there isn't any difference. Is there a difference in the type of fasting males and females should do? Is it identical, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: no, thank you for saying that um, because that is also a really important comment um the the trick for women is that women need to fast differently than men so this is the first thing I want to say and the reason is because we are more hormonally complex so and if you're a cycling woman you have different hormones coming in at different times um, of the month so let's start with a cycling woman you know in the first half of a woman's cycle she's trying to make estrogen Well, you can do a lot of fasting. Estrogen loves when you keep glucose down. Um, You know, you can go into a three-day water fast in the front half of that cycle. You're going to be totally fine. But when you move into the back half of the cycle, your body's making progesterone. So progesterone does not want you to fast. In fact, the week before your period, your, your blood glucose will elevate naturally on purpose because in order to make progesterone, you've got to have your glucose a little higher. Well, this presented a bit of a problem for female fasters because before we really knew this, we were just fasting all month long, same way, never thinking about estrogen and progesterone. And a lot of women started getting everything from insomnia to hair loss to anxiety, uh, missing periods, all of that happened because they weren't minding their progesterone. So women, yes, we need to do it differently if you're a menopausal woman, at least one or two days a week week you need to not fast you need to eat a little more glucose um hmm. i actually have a whole book that's coming out on this next year because okay. it's so complex but so important to know
1: okay it, guys you can tell just listening to dr mindy that i mean she is a wealth of information um i'm going to come back to this at the end but make sure you start following her she's got a ton of different resources or youtube everything it's 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 truly amazing um couple more questions i want to ask you while we still got a little yeah. bit of time together can you talk to me about cuz up until actually up until i came across you i really i was only pretty much doing one kind of fast for the most mm. part i would yeah. i would eat my dinner and then i wouldn't eat again until i don't know 10 or 10 or noon the next day depending when i was hungry but i've recently through reading some of your stuff established that that may not be the best way either and how we want to vary our yeah. fast can you talk about that
0: Yeah, so great question. So there are six different levels of fasting that I recommend. Um, They're all based off science. And then again, what's been really fun is that we have this community of so many people, we get to see what works and doesn't work. So the six levels, basically in a nutshell, are everywhere from 13 hours up to 72 hours. And the longer you fast, what happens is you turn on, I like to think of it like healing switches. So I'll just run through them very briefly at like 13 to 15 hours. You start to make all those metabolic changes we talked about. You bring cholesterol down, insulin, glucose, and your body will create something called ketones. And so, and that's a, that's a whole other discussion. Uh, At 17 hours, you start to stimulate autophagy. So the cells start to repair and make themselves stronger. At 24 hours of fasting, you stimulate intestinal stem cells. So you start to repair any damage to your mucosal lining of your gut. Hmm. At 36 hours, you actually force your body to really go find stored glucose So if you have any liver, fatty liver, if you're really weight loss resistant, you want to throw in a couple, you know, every couple of months, a 36 hour fast. At 48 hours of fasting, your dopamine receptor sites will all completely uh, reboot themselves and you create new dopamine receptors. So you actually, your uh, perception of happiness will be greater. And then at 72 hours of fasting, this is Walter Longo's famous study, you reboot your whole immune system and old white blood cells that aren't working for you anymore get recycled and new ones come in. So you you want to cycle. You want to train yourself to go through those six different levels.
1: No kidding. Wow. Um, I was taking tons of notes as you were talking there. That's yeah, pretty
0: amazing. fun, right? I mean, so fasting. This, this is the, the thing that I like geek out on yeah. This, this is all free. Yeah. It's, oh it, man. It's yeah. in you.
1: Yeah. It's in you. Yeah. It's
0: yeah. So you just have to train your body to do it. Yeah. And all of those things I just talked about, we've been trying to find pills for. Totally. And we can't. Totally. You know? So yeah. it's crazy how once you learn how to do this, your life changes.
1: Yeah. It's it's so amazing. Um, so at 48 hours, dopamine receptor sites reboot themselves. Kind of like clean yeah. slate almost in a way, yeah
0: yes so if you think about dopamine receptor sites get saturated from too much dopamine yeah so and we're getting dopamine not i mean not only from food we're getting it from social media from you know so many things so it's a little bit like insulin resistant where the where the receptors that allow dopamine to come into the cell they get flooded with dopamine and they can't they they become inefficient Hmm. at bringing dopamine into the cell What that looks like to you is um, you're just not happy as much. Um, So, you know, I hear a lot, especially with women, I'll hear a lot of women say, you know, everything in my life is amazing um, and I'm just not joyful. Okay. Mm. That's when it's like, okay, we got to throw a 48 hour fast in here and reboot Mm. those dopamine receptors so you can get joy from just the the little things. Mm. The other research that we've seen on the dopamine is that overeaters, tend to be more dopamine resistant because they're using food for their dopamine uh, reward. And when you go into a 48-hour fast, the biggest thing I see from uh, both men and women is that you just enjoy food so differently. Hmm. So how many times have we eaten food and just like eaten it, moved on, didn't really think about how enjoyable it was. Um, Or if you, if you struggle with food addiction or overeating, you go into a place where you are like, um, nothing seems to satisfy you. Nothing gives you that dopamine rush. So we can reset the whole dopamine uh, reward system. And one of the things that it does is it creates new dopamine receptors. Hmm. So not only do you repair the ones that are there, but you create new ones, which makes you even more joyful and, and have more of a dopamine hit when you eat something as simple as an apple.
1: That makes so much sense of just its ability to produce more Then, right? I guess. Yeah. In way, yeah. 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 Um, interesting. Man. Yeah, it's fast. like the
0: ultimate reset, you know? And, huh. and I think when we look at like today, we can say in t- this modern world, the modern world has really destroyed the human body. Right. And even though it, I love to sit on my couch and go to my phone and have DoorDash bring me a meal, yeah. like that, there's nothing more uh, satisfying than that. Yeah. But not putting our body into these fasted states, not uh, creating what we call a hormetic stress with our bodies, trying to push our body to a little bit of discomfort so it grows stronger and repairs itself, that is actually doing us damage that we don't put ourselves into these states. Yeah. The convenience of life has really metabolically damaged us.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I've um, been on a big health journey in the last 18 months. And so Wim Hof and cold therapy, yeah. and so everything you're talking about with hormetic stress. I've been learning yeah. all about and it. Uh, so cool. Yeah. Um, It's,
0: it's the same thing, Ben, as the, the metabolic switching. So cold plunging, you're putting yourself and the hypoxic breathing, right. You're putting yourself in a state of discomfort. Yeah. And in that, your body repairs and then you come out of it. I mean, you don't stay in the cold plunge forever. So fasting is mm-hmm. the same thing. You're mm-hmm. putting yourself in a state of discomfort. So when people are like, oh, facts, fasting doesn't work for me, I was uncomfortable. My Good. response is like, Good. great. <laughs> no, it does work. That's what it was working. Yeah. But, you know, you, we all learn, like you said, it's getting gets easier and easier with time. But yeah. that's why I, the six levels of fasting are so important because we want to push it in and out a little bit so that we sure. keep forcing the body To be healthier and healthier.
1: Yeah, it it makes sense. Yeah. I think um, an analogy I understood one time in that idea, whether it's cold therapy or fasting like that, but is when life is all about ease and comfort too much, the body doesn't have to try very hard. It doesn't have to work. It doesn't have to challenge itself. And a lot like weight training, I mean, if I want to strengthen my body, I've got to, you know, I've got to tear the muscle, right? right? I've got to challenge it. And same thing, what we're talking about here with fasting or with cold therapy or anything like that it causes the body to level up. Uh,
0: Well said. Yeah, well said. And um, what you will notice if you do this over time is you'll notice that actually each year you get healthier and stronger and stronger. Mm. I was talking recently to a woman who um, was telling me that that's not the way I was taught. I was taught that every year, she's in her late 30s, and she's like, I was taught every year you should get less healthy and less healthy but if you if you come into my community i've got like 60 year old women that are like so energized so mentally clear because the more they fast the more they repair the the stronger the body gets so Mm -hmm. this this myth that you're supposed to weaken as you age is absolutely wrong the human body was built to be to go to 120 so you're not meant to wither away at 60 yeah. It's the modern world that's withering you away because you're yeah. never putting yourself in the state these states of discomfort.
1: Man, I'm so excited. This has been a thought of mine for. A while. I'm so excited to see the next 50, 60 years of all the longevity <sighs> we're going to see, and just you so know cool. breaking the paradigm of what we've been uh, yeah. conditioned to believe. Um, yeah. I, right. I know we got to go shortly. This has been truly amazing. A couple things. So uh, you went through the different levels of fasting, the six levels of fasting. Where specifically, I know they can go to your website, but what specifically could they reach, learn from you in order to say, okay, I want to incorporate these where do I start? Where do they get more information?
0: Um, Yeah. You know where my YouTube channel is really my passion project, all the science I find, everything I put on there. And then what we try to do is categorize it. So it's in playlists. So go to the Mm. intermittent fasting playlist and start there. And um, I do what we call fast training weeks uh, once a month where I lead people through different fasts. It's a free uh, service that I give to all of my followers. Mm. So if you go there, subscribe. When we do Fast Training Week, what you'll see is I walk you through the principles and then we all do different styles of fasting for for five days in a row. And if you go to the intermittent fasting list, you'll see where I teach people how to go from six meals a day to intermittent fasting.
1: Okay, perfect. Love it. Um, that's amazing stuff. Last question for you, just out of uh, curiosity, because I know it's a question, I know you get asked it a lot. I've, I've watched some of your stuff on it too. Um, talk to us about, uh, can you talk a little bit about alcohol? People wondering, what can I, can I drink still? Yeah. Can I not? I know you mentioned uh, biodynamic wine earlier, yeah. but t- talk to us a bit about that.
0: Yeah, no, thank you for asking me. You know, I had, I, I talk about alcohol because here's what people need to know when you're eating food, you need your pancreas to help you when you're fasting, you need your liver to help you. So we've got to mind our liver and, um every time i talk about alcohol you'll you'll appreciate this as a podcaster i get comments that people are like you're an alcoholic why are you talking about <laughs> alcohol so
1: much yeah. and i
0: am like because people need their liver to be healthy so that they right. can fast so here's what the way we look at alcohol um it's the sugar in alcohol that destroys us so mm. any kind of mixer Um, Anything with a high is going to have a high sugar content is going to really elevate your blood sugar and make fasting more difficult. Mm. So that's the first thing. Um, so I like on that comment, I really like biodynamic wines because they tend to be with that more natural, less chemical filled. Um, uh, I mean, really with alcohol, you can put anything in a wine or any alcohol. It has no nutritional label. Right. So the food, they can literally put anything in there. Right. So with wine, what they're doing is they're adding a lot of sugar into it.
1: Yeah, and so yeah. when
0: you drink it, you're getting a blood sugar spike, and then you have a hangover the next day. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I would say is if we're going down the wine path, we want to do biodynamic natural wines with no added sugar. Mm -hmm. But then you could look at the other alcohols and you could, you can say, okay, where did that alcohol originally come from? Mm -hmm. So vodkas from potato, um, uh, tequilas from agave, which is a cactus. Mm -hmm. And, but when you get into your whiskeys and your bourbons, you're dealing more with grains. Grains, So those are going to spike your blood sugar more than like vodka or tequila. Hmm. So it all comes back to making sure that what's the glycemic index, what's it going to do to your blood sugar. And then of course, everything in moderation Um, and you want to go back afterwards. I actually have a a video that's coming out the day before Christmas on how to, how to recover from a hangover. Mm. And the reason I wanted to put it out there is because I, people need, need tricks on how to build their liver back up so that they can go into a, efficiently into a fasted state.
1: Mm. Got it. So based on that, my assumption would be other than the obvious a really sugary drink, but beer is probably one of the worst then, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: beer is a tough one. I know. So, okay. So the first thing I'm going to say is I love beer, Yeah. Um, but I don't love what it does to my body. So it's a grain, yeah. right? It's right. wheat. Yeah, it's um, yeah. So you'd almost, you know, it's, that's a hard one. Um, and then the gluten is tough for some people. So right. a beer every once in a while, but for the most part, um, it's going to be harder on your blood sugar.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Well, that is awesome to hear. I think a lot of people just went, Whew, I can I can be healthy yeah. and still have a drink <laughs> once in a while. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I have a I had a friend one time who heard my my philosophy on health and she kind of like turned her nose up at it. And then after she hung out with me for a while, she goes, You know, I've been watching you and you don't look deprived. And I was like, No. No, no, no. I'm not deprived. I love food. I mm. love a good glass of wine. I love to fast. I love it all. And that's mm-hmm. why if you're really intentional about building what I call a fasting lifestyle, you have freedom, you have flexibility, and you're also making yourself disease-proof. So it's a right. really, really fun lifestyle to tap into.
1: Mm. I love what you just said there, making yourself disease-proof. I think that ought to be a mission for all of us to get involved in right. this if we're not Agreed. right now. Um, Dr. Mindy, this has been truly, truly amazing. You know, one of the things that uh, I love about what you're doing is even on this podcast, the, the amount of value, the amount of information that you're giving people is is it is life changing. Okay. Then you put on top of that what you're doing with your YouTube channel and everything you're putting on there, and it's free, everybody. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And I think you know what that just tells me. I don't. I know we don't know each other well yet, but what it tells me is just where your heart is and the way that you really feel about people and what you want to do.
0: Yeah, Um, I, I appreciate that. And I, you know, I'll tell you a short story um, I in the height of the pandemic, I was invited to come speak at uh, via Zoom at a high school. A principal reached out to me and uh, said, "Will you come?" My my teachers are very concerned about their immune systems. What can they do? So I went and gave them a whole Zoom lecture on the different foods they should eat, and at the end of the and fasting, of course, and supplements they could take. And at the end of the discussion, um, one of the teachers he raised his hand and he's uh, and his his Zoom hand. And he said, um, you know, this is all really great. But if I ate the way you just told me to eat, um, I don't have the money for that. If I'm looking at a jar of peanut butter and you're telling me to get the peanut butter with the right oils in it, that's an $8 difference from the peanut butter I'm currently eating. And I don't have that. I don't have that resource. And then another teacher raised her hand and she said, you know, honestly, I'm so exhausted teaching all day. The easiest thing for me to do is just drive through McDonald's and get some fast food. And it hit me in that moment that, If we are going to change people's health, we have to have a free resource. Mm. And when you look at fasting, when you look at everything we talked about today, you can give this tool to the busiest CEO who has plenty of financial resources or to the the woman who's a single mom and as working three jobs just to put food on her table. You can give her that same resource and they both have the same advantage to getting healthy. Yeah. That's yeah. where we got to go with this.
1: It's so amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, it truly is amazing. Just that idea too, of that we can really, the changes within us, it's just, it's like, yeah. I know you're teaching this, but it's really is activating the innate intelligence that we already have within us yep. and Amen. using, using what nature has given us. So yeah. I love it. Um, awesome. so your website, I believe is drmindypells.com. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. And I, I think that's the same for Instagram too. Is that, yeah, everything
0: is. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Mindy Pell's YouTube, Perfect. Instagram, Instagram's another place I you can follow me. Cause I, like I, uh, I put in the stories, I'll put like what I'm eating and different things right. I'm learning. So you can see it in action a bit.
1: Yeah. You guys, you got to go follow Dr. Mindy. It is, I mean, you'll love her posts. It's just, it's phenomenal stuff. Mm, and, thank uh,
0: you. Hey, thank, thank you
1: so again. much for the time. Uh,
0: thank you, Ben.
1: So amazing. Everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm so excited for you. I want to hear the stories about how this has worked for you. Make sure you tag Dr. Mindy and myself as you're sharing this. Please, please, please. She's given all this information for free, her YouTube, all of it. Just make sure you're sharing it too. It makes a difference. It. Uh, I'm excited about getting this out to more and more people. So thank you again for your time. Wow. It means a lot. Thanks so yeah. much.
0: Thank you, Ben.